This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. Welcome to the Untitled Pittsburgh Sports Comedy Podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. I'm Tad Whistle. I'm John Binley. We are here at Liveberg Studio up in Glenshaw. We love it here. Check them out, livebergstudio.com. Ben Stonium, our producer, is on site with us. Love that guy. Saw, dude. Saw, dude. I heard that the Saw guy is from Pittsburgh. Really? From the famous Vine video. I heard that the Saw dude is from Pittsburgh. All right. But um, as much as I like to sit here and talk about the Saw dude guy and his life and him being a... Just a treasured native son of the area. I guess we'll jump right into it. Uh, they they lost again, John. And they lost on Thursday. There's been this extra time. The mini buy and also like the regular buy when you lose. It's just so much worse. You have this time to like stew and fester and brood over um, these terrible things. Where are you at mentally? It's not good. Uh, I'm all out of faith. This is this is how I feel. I'm cold and I'm ashamed, lying naked on the floor. Mm. Illusion never changed into something real. I'm wide awake, and I can see that TJ's peck is torn. Wow. Natalie Imbruglia. <laughs> she really summed it up. She really summed it up. Also, the idea of you lying naked on your living room floor while your wife is like get up get up it's thursday night you had to go to work the next day it was well you didn't have to we tried to rally we tried to unify the you city cowards <laughs> if, you, if, if only all you cowards would have stood with us and anyone who went to work after that loss if you would have gotten in trouble for it it's because your your boss sucks and you should be out of there mm-hmm. but music does help you cope right yeah so i want <laughs> That that song, Natalie and Bruglia, mm-hmm. which I could never, I've gun to my head, I I could never have pulled that. Great pull by you. Hey, um, that's not quite one of the songs that zaps me back to middle school football and like like the car ride to middle school football and like feeling really anxious and like you're about to get beat up by mm-hmm. thirty kids your age. You because- forgot one of your thigh pads and your girdles wet. <laughs> You didn't take it out of the dryer. Yeah, no tailbone pad, and you have the <laughs> coach who's a big hard on about like having all. He's like, you can get a fifteen yard penalty for that. Yeah, in the game. Yeah. Um. Every team has has that. So please drop in the comments. Drop in the comments. What is the song that zaps you back to like getting dropped off at middle school football? Yeah, this this could be good, <laughs> right? A lot of bush for me. I'm gonna say that. Yeah. Yeah, it was big. Uh, the Cardigans, Love Fool. Oh, love man. Me, love me, say that you love me. And in your life, that's, a, that's like a twisted directorial 
choice because they're playing this happy song right. as you, a skinny chicken legged kid, yeah, is fighting back out tears of <laughs> out of my mom's Jetta <laughs> as I'm dropped off on the Have fun. Yeah. I'm not going to. <laughs> it's 40 degrees. You get kicked in the shin. It's yeah. like the worst. Oh, yeah, it's the worst. Yeah. So, so please drop it in the comments. We want to know what song takes you right back there, and plus one if it's White Zombie Astro Creep. Music, right? You know, we talked about Natalie Imbruglia, other seminal hits of the late 90s and early 2000s. So we've got a a song that's going to be really helpful, I think, in cleansing, renewing, and just connecting emotion. Maybe you could talk a little bit yeah, about... Yeah, so, John, you spent a lot of time in Nashville, mm-hmm. and I'm really glad that you didn't feel like you were overextending yourself by getting a hold of this guy who is a... Um, I mean, let's just say it. He's a legend. He's the former frontman for the sex guys. Right, and, of course, Cleve Sexman is the guy we're talking about. He's a road-worn troubadour. A songwriter, songwriter is what I like to call him, right? Yeah. So you could go see him. He had a residency at uh, one of the clubs down there in Nashville. I used to see him all the time and had a steady crowd. But some folks have speculated, and I cannot confirm or deny that Jeff Bridges' character in Crazy Heart was based off of of wow. Cleve Sexman. So just kind of sets the stage. But he's a Steeler fan. Big time. Big time. And he wrote a song, so... Yeah, I was able to get some of this footage from a friend of mine, just him playing this song for a listening room. And um, yeah, I, I, you've heard it, right? I think, yeah, yeah, I got a chance to watch it. You sent it over Google Drive. Um, I think it's tremendous. And the shot in the arm that the Steelers need. So here he is, Cleve Sexman. Here's one from the heart. Gonna need a shot of whiskey. If it's Mitch Trubisky I'll be chasing with Mason Drowning in a clay pool of sorrow Then I'll have a brewski With young Gunnar Olszewski If you don't drop it And we'll send Matt Canada back To old Narduzzi Keep young Kenny warm Boy's got a golden heart Got a torn peck and a broken heart It's not how I wanted this season to start And I'd rather drink a glass of my own pee Than to lose to these jags from NYC Standard is a standard Next man up Beer or urine. Fill my cup. Go on, fill it. I'll drink it. Wow. That was. That was something. I mean. Consider my heartstrings emotional. Pulled. I mean, you can see why that guy has had a lot of success. Such a career, but a hard, hard life. It's been a hard life you know, on the road. You can't write those words without living. You got that. Right. You got to live it. You gotta. You gotta live it. You sure do. Okay, John. Critical moment in the game. It started early. Early in the I, game. I knew it was going to be a problem. 
Boswell misses that field goal. You know, if only we could have got some sort of explanation as to why. <laughs> you know, if 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 he could have divulged or what? Why do you think he missed the field goal, Tad? I don't know, but to watch him break down the Zapruder film on the sideline to his teammates, I give him credit because this is the second miss. Yeah, Did right. he do this? Did he do? <laughs> Pick he up do a little bit of grass, yeah. see how the grass is blowing in the wind. Yeah. This is the second time he's missed a kick, which is fine, although I will say he did just get engaged and he got the big contract. And it's definitely one of those things is the reason why he missed the kick. Mm. But I give him a lot of credit because he was like, oh, well, this happened. And then if you saw. Right. On this- it's really windy out here, guys. Right. Like, and- watching that at home, you're like, uh-huh. Yep. Just please go sit down and make the next <laughs> kick. <laughs> right. You're very good. We love you enough. Do whatever you have to do. <laughs> Right, go go ask Danny Smith for some gum right. or something. Like, and they came back, and he was still like the last shot before yes. commercial break. They came back, and he's still like, and you could tell like Miles Jack and everybody. They're like, okay, we're gonna kick off here, or like, yeah. we're gonna keep keep breaking this down. Yeah, Killebrew's like, cool man. Yeah. Can I like watch the game? Yeah, <laughs> someone could get hurt. I yeah. could go in there. Yeah. Um, uh, I want to bring this up because it's an opportunity where you've. Uh, you've overextended yourself, and you're you're a fool. I know exactly what you're about to ask. The me. George Pickens catch, mm-hmm. very good catch. Two episodes ago, two episodes ago, John said the Deontay Johnson Bengals. Oh, he reached up with his left hand. I knew you were going to do this. I knew you were going to do this. So I spent time on the clock today watching these <laughs> catches a few times just to take some mental notes. I'm going to double down. And I'm going to put these catches in order. Rank them. Deontay Johnson, number one. George, leave the leave George live Pickens, right number now. two. Odell, number three. I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why DJ's number one. Both, First of all, all three catches, incredible. Absolutely. If you look at the tape, what George Pickens and Odell are doing, they are... Create, they're performing an incredible acrobatic catch, but it's their body versus nature, Right. Like they're reaching back to you're, make the you're catch. describing physics right now, right? Okay. It's, but it's their body against their body and nature. If you look at what DJ did with his left hand, also having to do a toe tap, which neither Pickens or Odell had to do. So there's a second phase of this catch that makes it more difficult. He's also getting pushed in the opposite direction that his arm is trying to do that. If you go back and watch it, I think it's a more difficult catch. That being said. Which it was. Which it was. All three catches are incredible. And if you were to put one in front of the other, I would not fault you for it. For me, I think it's less flashy. I would rather watch the Pickens catch again and again. But I think the DJ catch was more difficult. You'd rather, of course, you'd rather watch the Pickens catch again and again because it's a more impressive catch. Also, the DJ catch was at a way more critical time in the game. Yeah, sure. So? I mean, the Pickens catch is important in the career and first year of George Pickens because the dude gets, like, two targets a game, and the next day there are a thousand Twitter videos of him being wide open yeah. and not thrown to, which I'm sure you could do. You could probably do that for every receiver every game, but it feels like 
we are wasting this young man's career. Yeah, it was cathartic because <laughs> you could just tell he was like, I got to have this one. Right. I got to have it. I am going to catch everything that's thrown my way. I mean, if there's anything to get excited about this year, it's the fact that we got that dude on our team. He's probably going to do a lot more cool stuff. Right. Football gods. Yeah, know. and as someone who spent a half an hour on the toilet earlier scrolling through the latest batch of unhinged Antonio Brown tweets. As is tradition. Uh, looking forward looking forward to George Pickens' career. Yeah. Um, speaking of unhinged, okay. our friends on the broadcast, mm-hmm. uh, which um, Herb Street, Al Michaels, it's, it's okay. Do you want to do the TNF thing right now? Let, you know what? Yeah. We'll get to unhinged stuff later. Unless we're we're probably already unhinged. <laughs> Maybe that should be the name of the podcast. If anybody, we're still looking for names, right? Submit your names. Submit your names. You're fool. You fools. We want to know. You it, love fools. It, <laughs> it can't be any worse yep. than what we have stuck ourselves with now. So uh, yeah, TNF thoughts on the broadcast, the experience. I want to not like Kirk Herbstreet. Me too. For a few reasons. Number one, he is a like uh, he's an Ohio State guy. Strike, duh. Um, but also he's like good looking and good at his job, which is mm-hmm. another great reason to hate a person. Can't have that. Um, but I thought that he was insightful, and I I was sure that there was going to be some sort of like huge gap in his broadcasting ability. Namely, I thought that he was going to do like a lot of the. Um, uh, not Doc Emmerich, but the Pierre Maguire, right. like the backstory of like where they went to college, mm-hmm. their college like uh, career, yeah. like thumbnails on each guy all the time. But he didn't do that. No, I think he's done a nice job, and I'm with you. I was prepared to not like him. I also, I'm probably in the minority here. I like Collinsworth. I think he does a really good job. I don't know when it became fashionable. I, I'm kind of like I think it's like a hipster thing to like hate Collinsworth. I think he's really good, and I I do miss. I thought him and Michaels, for me, like you know we don't have Pat Summerall and John Madden anymore. Um, Romo and Nance, it's pretty good, I guess. But like to me, and maybe that's just a nostalgia thing. I I found myself missing Collinsworth and Michaels together. Had a good rapport. Yeah, I wonder. When Al Michaels was like, I'm getting paid. I'm go- I got Bezos money now. Right. And all I have to do is show up and do this, and maybe I'll get to meet Jeff Bezos. Maybe he'll take me on some secluded island and mm. <laughs> together. I don't know. He'll show me the secrets of the world. Maybe I'll be on that jet to uh, a, a yet-to-be-discovered planet. Did you watch it on Prime, I-, I wonder? Or did you watch it on... WPXI. I watched it at a bar, so I'm assuming it mm. was on PXI. I noticed a thing, because I have both, right? Uh, I noticed when it was on basic cable, it got a little glitchy, and I had no issues when I used it through the Prime app, so, you know, that's all I'll say. Collusion. Yeah. <laughs> Collusion of the highest order. <laughs> Do you think that when Al Michaels like told Collinsworth I'm taking all this money this is where I was going before. Okay. Before I got sidetracked into like the thought experiment of like, Do you think Bezos offered Al Michaels immortality, which is totally possible? Which I'm cool with. Yeah, I would take it. I would sell out my Not for me, for family. Al Michaels. I think all gen- I think he's great. Yeah, he's fine. Yeah. But do you think that do you think that uh what he told Collinsworth that you think Collinsworth was like 
You think it was like a bad breakup? You think that they're like, they're not cool. They're like Lennon McCartney now. I want you to know I'm really happy for you and Kirk. I think he's a great guy. <laughs> Passive aggressive text. Yeah. Like, great job on the broadcast. Yeah. No punctuation. Mm-hmm. It's like very out of character. These little Kay. things. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Possible. Possible. Mm. But yeah, I think the, if, if he's not your guy, it's fine. But like, you go on Twitter, like, just the ridiculous. Collinsworth says one negative thing about a Steeler player, and everybody's like, oh, he just hates the Steeler. I can't stand him. His voice. It's like, he's fine. He's good. Some of that's learned behavior. That's because, what I'm saying. It's well, like, but Collinsworth played, and I feel like he is so out of his playing days, which is great because his perspective is no longer like horribly skewed. He's the AFC Central Bengals guy, so your grandpa hated him, and you but weren't sure why. The Venn diagram of Twitter users and people who were alive and with it enough to remember when Chris Collinsworth was playing wide receiver. Yeah. No, that's I agree with you. Yeah. I'm just saying lay off the guy. What we're not going to lay off of is <laughs> Nick Chubb's thighs. Those ham hocks. And they got a little, uh, boy, were they getting some play on the broadcast. I've never watched a Browns game where they didn't talk in a weird way about his his quads the quad porn we got to put a stop to it we get it him doing squats him squatting with the bar completely bent like a slinky yeah him squatting like 685 (laughs) and al michaels is like look at that power right god damn it that's good (laughs) um enough we get it he's a very strong person right good for him kirk herbstreet's like Remember the the villain woman from Goldeneye? How she used to kill those dudes by putting their thighs. He he rivals her. I think right. her name was Zenya. Yeah. He's like still talking about it's a critical third down. Michaels yeah. is like shut up. Kareem Hunt has the ball. It's like, <laughs> is it possible that the Browns could end up in an even more Browns predicament if Jacoby Brissett keeps winning and then Deshaun Watson comes back and like sucks? Ooh, is it possible? Let's say the let's say what what is his suspension? Eight games? Nah, dude, they gave Deshaun so much money, right? They're gonna play him no matter what. Let's say the Browns are a one loss team. I know they're gonna play him. Yeah, but like, what if he comes back and goes zero and three in his first three starts? And I lo- think it looks like a guy who hasn't played football for twenty months. He probably will, right? And yeah, I don't know, Jacoby Brissett. I won't go as far as to say like he's a guy you root for, but I don't know. I root, uh, like it's hard to root for a Browns quarterback. Although they have, it's like Brian Hoyer. You're the only guy that wanted to play in Cleveland, and they cut your ass, yeah. right away. Yeah, and he, whatever he, he's got pictures of Belichick. I don't know how he's managed to stay on as the backup. He might see action this this coming weekend. Mac, Mac the sack. Yeah, Mac attack. When we return, a man who once bet every game of the Little League World Series will join us, our gambling expert, the cat, with his cat calls. Meow. Joining us now and coming off of a red-hot 2-1 and one week in the NFL, our sports betting expert, the cat. Cat, how you doing? Good, Tad, you know, Bindley. Uh, I wish the one I missed last week was the Steelers and Browns, but hey, you know, uh, Colts find a way to stick it to me one more time, you know? Mm. 
Mm. Yeah, that was rough. But you know what? You you knew it. You knew it the whole way. And the Steelers and the Browns, that you, you call them like you see them. You're objective. You're not just a blind fan making these picks. You feel like a big shot cat picking against the Steelers and winning. You feel like a real hot shot, don't you? You feel good about yourself, huh? Huh? Ben, Benley, nobody can accuse me of being a homer. You know, like, I'm You're just right. calling it as I see it. <sighs> see? These, I'm a little on edge here. I'm sorry, cat. It's not your fault. You're just doing your job. Listen to the Browns does it to everybody, you know, like, I, I was walking around Friday like, you know, just I I could have choked somebody if somebody looked at me wrong, you know? If I saw one of those Eddie the Elf or whatever the f*** that's called in the middle, I would have choked somebody. <laughs> that horny little Keebler knockoff. <laughs> yeah, it's a sexually devious yeah, Keebler Elf. Right. Off of Trust me, I've been eating Mrs. Fields this week, you know? <laughs> a Keebler in this house. Well, you're, you're a man of tremendous principle. All right, Kat. Let's get right to the games here. Bills at Ravens. Ravens getting three and a half. You know, Lamar Jackson at home. He needs to show out to get that money. Uh, this is the lead pipe block of the week. Baltimore plus three and a half. Uh, I love a home, you know, a home dog for the lead pipe block of the week. I think those fans are going to be ready and waiting for the Bills Mafia to come to town. Lock it in. Lock it in the lead pipe lock, and the, ooh, the, it's hard to imagine the Bills losing two in a row. But you make some intriguing points, and Lamar Jackson. I also want to look at the over on this one, Tad. Fifty-two. I think. Uh, I think this thing's going to go way over. That's a good point. That's a good point. Uh, could be a high-scoring affair, and Lamar Jackson, like you said, a lot to prove, especially overcoming the obstacle of having your mother as your agent, which is terrifying My to God. me yeah think about it <laughs> your mom's she's handling your business dealings mm. it's tough all right let's let's head on down to texas the washington commanders at dallas cowboys the cowboys giving three and a half yeah again carson Wentz still doesn't travel this is gonna be dallas covering a three and a half cooper rush i mean look good monday night cd lamb and zeke at home and the commanders stink. Like, let's just be honest. They stink. So let's go Dallas minus three and a half. I love it. You were all over that one uh, in the Monday night game as well. That was one of your correct picks. Mm. And yes. Yeah. So Some tense moments in that one, but you proved yourself to be an expert yet again. It's what I do, Ted. Good one. <laughs> <laughs> all right. In our final game here this week. Jets at Steelers. Steelers minus three and a half. Well, Tad, I dug a little tidbit out for you and Bentley. The Steelers have not covered nine out of the last ten games as a favorite at home against an AFC opponent. But old man Flacco is coming to town, and he loves losing in Pittsburgh. So Mitch and the boys are going to get it together this week. The Jets allow a lot of points. Look for Naj to get in the end zone. Steelers are covering a three and a half. If Zach Wilson is the starter, and I bet this game based on your Flacco intel, which will be available to me long before kickoff, I'm going to freak out. <laughs> All right, Kat. You've given us the picks. You've never let us down. Never. Not once. Three and three career on the Untitled Pittsburgh Sports Comedy Podcast. I'm uh, I'm hoping we reconvene next week after a big three and zero. 
Yeah, that'd be great. You guys have fun. Stay safe out there. You know, good luck this week, boys. You heard the Cats picks. He likes the Ravens, the Cowboys, and your Pittsburgh Steelers against the spread. On to the Jets, John. This has the makings. This feels like a time to get, you know, to get it back, to right the ship. Of course, I'm saying that sort of to self-comfort because if they start one and three, it's like, oh, this is our life now. Mm -hmm. We're just a team chasing 500 with the Bills coming up, the Bucks coming up. It's a scary reality, and I... Would love to know what like the road rage influx is life is like when the Steelers are one and three. I think if the Steelers go one and three, statistically, and maybe we could get the data scientists in the lab coats of Point Park on this one. <laughs> I think we are all going to be in more statistically significant danger. Just living in Pittsburgh, I think. Is is going to be rough. The clocks are about to change, right? When you lo- when you lose that hour of daylight, oh, man. Oh, and the Steelers are one and three. Hey, it's five. I'm home from work, and it's dark. And Great. We got beat by Flacco, who is still playing, and we'll see if we'll see if it is Flacco. Oh, it could be. Could be DJ Milfslayer himself, Zach Wilson, who mm. I deeply respect. When I heard, uh, you know, the 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 rumblings. That he was, um, <laughs> I guess it was his girlfriend outed him for having uh, a relationship with his mom's friend, I believe. Okay, so he's like the stifler of the NFL. Sean William Scott, is yeah. that who played Stifler? Yeah. There's a lot to like about him as an actor, not the least of which is the movie Goon, but that's for another time. Zach Wilson, modern hero. Punchable face. <laughs> sure. I'd like to see Highsmith. Well, he went to BYU, right? Yeah. He's what he's doing with his conquests is redeeming a lot of the negative opinions I had of BYU. All right. As a as a student body and uh extrapolated out as the state of Utah. Never been, but I heard heard it's cool. I don't ski, so I don't care. That's kind of my there's a lot of states where it's like, I don't do the thing that you do, so like... I'm out. Right. God, we got to beat the Jets, man. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. And it's just going to be nothing but circular talk like this until we do. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to go down there. I might. I might. Thinking about going down for the tailgate, potentially. The Jets is a, is a great tailgate game because... They have the stupidest cheer and the easiest one to mock because they yell out J-E-T-S, and then you respond with suck, suck, suck. Right. It's a layup. Yeah. It's a a damn layup, Mm -hmm. and it's so fun to do that. And also, it's one of those cheers you can start. Like, you can start the J-E-T-S, suck, suck, suck cheer if you want. They have the fireman. He'll be there. Okay, fireman Ed. He's cool, right? No. No. Didn't he quit? He quit on the Jets, I thought. All right. Hopefully the Jets O-line, which I heard is like maybe one of the only ones that's taken more lumps in the hometown media than ours. Like I think they're on like, they're well into their depth 
um, which may or may not be a good thing. I mean, them. when you said that, it's like that, like setting the stage there. It's like, wow, my heart breaks for them. Yeah. <laughs> like, imagine if, wow, yeah. what if we had, su- what if we had sustained the same imagine injuries? Imagine if Chooks and Dan Moore were hurt. I think that's. We'd be that would be our version of what they're. We would dealing be past with. the Kenny Pickett era and yeah. back into the Mason Rudolph era. We would. Duck might be standing on the sideline with a headset. Jesus God. Okay, so <sighs> if you go down to the game, if you're watching it, if you're watching it in a bar abroad, be safe. But also do the J E T S suck 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 cheer. Right. We're gonna need that to power through. Mm-hmm. And we like this is a win at all costs thing, and I know we can do it. John, uh, apropos of nothing, this has nothing to do with the Cleef Sexman thing. Yeah. You are a local musician of some repute, Binley Hardware Company. You're a tremendous band. You do awesome shows um, with uh, one of your other ventures, Honky Tonk Jukebox Night, which is always fun as hell. And there's one coming up. Please plug it. Tell these people how they can check it out and be involved. Yeah. Boot scoot on down to Bloomfield. Uh, it's like a dance party, the beer's cheap, and the vibes are good. We play all the hits, Johnny Cash, Willie, Waylon, some modern stuff, um, some George Strait. Uh, it's just a good time, and we've got special guests, a killer, killer house band. Like, seriously, some of the best players, not just in Pittsburgh, but, but in and around the area. Um, some special guests, great vocalists this month. We got Rosanna Spindler, she's amazing. Kenny Stockard, uh, a couple other folks. That it's just good, a good time. Every month is a little different, but what stays the same is the energy, the vibe. If you like to dance, if you like to chill and just take in the music, um, I love doing these these shows. It's uh, this Friday, September thirtieth. Come on down, say hello. Maybe, and you know, Cleve Sexman, if we could get him. It'd be a big He's get. He's on tour. It'd be a big get, It'd be a right? a very big get yeah. to get Sexman there. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, seriously, stop on down. It's at the Bloomfield Leader Toffel, which I believe is 412 South Matilda Street, right off of Liberty Avenue by the Sunoco. You know where it's at? That's where and it's the at. movie theater Starbucks is right there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so stop on down, check it out. And it's one of those things, um, if you don't like this one song that's playing, there's 40-some more. I mean, the set list is huge. It's a full night of music and a full night of ripping beers and then eventually finding yourself on the dance floor. That's right. Not unlike a wedding. John, that's going to do it for us. And this fifth episode of the Untitled Pittsburgh Sports Comedy Podcast, recorded here in Glenshaw at the Liveberg Studio. Check them out, livebergstudio.com. Huge shout-out to our producer, Ben Stonium. Hey. And let's let's feel it. J-E-T-S. Suck, suck, suck. Suck. Let's get it. Go Steelers. Go Steelers.